fuck the police is right. The police are, what they're doing is they're going around, they're taking drugs away from people. As far as I'm concerned, they're just a bunch of fucking assholes. I'm Garth Mullins. This is Crackdown. Episode 32. Goodbye, Greg. At 9.07 p.m. on April 26th, my phone rings. It's Laura. She doesn't say hello. She just blurts out, tell me it's not true, Garth. Tell me it's not true. Her voice was full of pain. I know that sound. I know that sound from Laura. Somebody's died. Laura had heard that another editorial board member was gone. Now, a lot of rumors circulate around Van Du. But the next morning, we confirmed it. Greg Frez had passed away the day before. But how? My mind jumped immediately to overdose. But it turns out this probably wasn't the cause of death. So I started calling around and sharing our sad news. After a couple hours, a few of us picked a date and started planning Greg's memorial. Sadly, we do this a lot. All of us have roles. Hannah Dempsey tried to contact Greg's family. Laura ordered flowers. I started tracking down photos of Greg and the music that he liked. We hung up posters around the neighborhood and ordered enough church's fried chicken for a couple dozen mourners. That was Greg's favorite. A week later, we held a memorial. Vandu member Ellie Taylor started us off. It's with the heavy heart today. I'm just going to open up with the song. And because I'm, I'm, I'm already, words are taken away by the power of Greg and the power of who he was as a person. I'm going to tell you that got bright lights everywhere, you know. I'm going to tell you that when you pass away, you become a part of us forever, lifetime. And that means every time this drum goes on the block, Greg goes with us. Every time we move to the right, Greg goes with us. Every time we move to the left. Every time we do something with love, we bring him in for us. And I'm honored to open this for you today to tell you Thank you. Thank you the time to honor someone who was one of my, and will remain one of my idols in the movement. Someone modest, someone beautiful, someone humble, just like me, just like you. Welcome to Greg's memorial. May our brother rest in spirit. Greg I knew was a kind and gentle man. That's how I'm going to remember him. But not everyone thought of him that way. I got a message from a member of his family. She said, It's a bit hard for me to wrap my head around him being a contributing member of the community. She said she didn't recognize the guy that we were talking about. 
This happens a lot when someone at Vandu dies. Often, we're estranged from family. Criminalization is corrosive to those relationships. Sometimes people's family members are surprised that anyone's holding a memorial at all. But we aren't just our failures and our fuck-ups. And memorials are a chance to tell the other part of the story. We recorded Greg's memorial, and I want to play some of that for you. But first, here's the man himself, the late Greg Frez, speaking to a rally just 12 days before he died. I grew up in Saskatchewan where, you know, in bumfuck Saskatchewan where uh, I was uh, 22 years old before I smoked a joint. I didn't even know what drugs was. And once I started doing it, I loved it. And especially the cocaine, I, I got right into the code, the speedballs, eh? Those were my favorite. And I, I went out and robbed banks. I robbed 52 banks in my, in my time. I did 22 years in the pen. And uh, all, all, all because I had, I had a bad habit. And it was a drug habit that they could have just given me pills for. And I never went out and robbed banks. I got robbed by the police two weeks ago for $2,700 and 28 dilatas at, at the corner of uh, uh, Maine Hastings. I, I, and they walked up behind me and said, oh, you're, so you're dealing, are you? And I said, what? What are you talking about? And uh, he goes, uh, my name is Officer or whatever the fuck his name is. You know what I mean? And uh, he says, you're under arrest for uh, trafficking drugs. I says, I just bought 28 dilatas, you fucking goop. And uh, he says, well, you're under arrest. And he threw me down, and three of them started booting me in the head. And uh, they, 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 fucking, they fucking searched me, and they took $2,700 off me, and it went right in their pockets. I never got a piece of paper saying they got it off me. I never got nothing. So this is what, this is what Vancouver police are all about, you guys. They're, they're just a bunch of bullies. But you know what they are? They're the biggest gang in the world. The Vancouver police are the biggest gang in the world, and I say fuck them. And, uh, I feel very privileged, you know, Greg. We, uh, we had a lot in common. We both went to a, a college in Saskatchewan, which was a, a very well-known school for recruiting hockey players. And a lot of people don't know that Greg was drafted in the fifth round by the Buffalo Sabres. And he played for the New West Bruins where they had that uh, four-year straight Memorial Cup. This is Brent Olson, a friend of Greg's and fellow patient at Crosstown Clinic, a small prescription heroin program a few blocks west of Van Duy. I don't like wakes. I really don't. But I mean, some of them I just like. He really, yeah, really touched my life. Thank you. Thank you. Greg got involved in activism years ago after he enrolled in a clinical trial for heroin-assisted treatment here in Vancouver. As a participant, Greg visited Crosstown Clinic three times a day where a nurse would give him pharmaceutical-grade heroin. He'd fix at the clinic, get well, and be on his way. Greg soon joined SNAP, 
the Salome Naomi Association of Patients. Along with other activists, including Crackdown's now-passed-away board member Dave Murray, Greg pushed Crosstown Clinic to provide better care to its patients. And he didn't stop there. Greg also became a fixture at Van Du and a real advocate for drug policy change in Vancouver. Greg was just an amazing activist in SNAP. He just took it so seriously because he felt that being on heroin-assisted treatment saved his life. This is Professor Susan Boyd from the University of Victoria. When SNAP started to be so activist and, you know, um, brought forth a charter challenge so that other people could get heroin-assisted treatment here in Vancouver, um, he was talking with some of the SNAP members and said, you know, it's amazing, a bunch of junkies got something done, you know, came together and became politicized and um, tried to make things happen for other people. The day of Greg's memorial, I was feeling pretty shitty, but I came out anyways. I gotta feel this. I can't just be numb. I can't just shut down and swallow it all and hope it stays there somehow. Like Petra Schultz of Mum Stop the Harm always says, you gotta find your tears. I, I guess uh, my name's Garth. I met Greg, must have been uh, six years ago or something like that. And I kind of got to know him a lot because he, he was on the board of uh, Crackdown Podcast on the editorial board. And there's a lot of people here from, from that board and from the production team today. At the end of every, uh, every episode, I, I, I say the editorial board, and I was mispronouncing his last name all the way through. And he, he never said anything. He's just like a gentle, polite guy. And so I, I was talking about it. Alex Kim was driving us somewhere, and I said, I, I'm worried that I'm mispronouncing your name. He said, oh, you, yes, you are. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I'm really sorry, man. I, I, I felt really bad. He's like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And he, he told me the story of his name. And with, with many Greg stories, I don't know whether it's 100% true, <laughs> but I thought maybe, I thought maybe I'd pass it on. He said um, his, uh, his family comes from Italy, and uh, his original name was Frizzelli, and they shortened it when they immigrated here. And the reason they immigrated is because during World War II, his dad and his dad's brothers held up the fascist payroll. So they robbed, this is, I guess bank robbing is in the family, it sounds to me like. <laughs> right? So, so these, these Italian fascists, I guess, were paying the Italian fascist soldiers, and, and, and Greg's dad and his brothers, his uncles, uh, held up the payroll. And then they came to Canada and, and spent the money on farmland in the prairies. And I, I thought that was pretty good, so I, I tried to get his name right since then. And, um, you know, he was one of, the, one of the people that we're really fortunate to work with who's just got this uh, quiet, calm way about him. And he was always like that to, around me. And, and when, I, uh, sort of, when I sort of shared the poster for this event around, got a lot of comments back on, you know, Facebook and Twitter and stuff. And the word kind was in almost every one of them. You know, like, just, I just kept seeing kind, 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 kind. And, and I, thought, I thought I'd pass that along. One of his family members got in touch, and, and this happens sometimes. They said, oh, you guys are really celebrating this guy as a real community member and a community builder. And she was kind of like, well, I, I didn't really think of him that way. And so she was kind of saying, oh, come on, you know? 
But I think the reason we have these things here is because uh, lots of families don't know how great we all are. Lots of people's families just know us, oh, I don't know, in this bad stereotype way. You know what I mean? And so us being able to say, no, this is the person we knew and this is what they did. I think that's really strong. You know, and I think it's important that we, we be that story. You know, and I always think that our little podcast tries to do that too. It's like the story of the person that we knew is really important. And like, I, I, I feel like because I work with them and knew him, it's a little tiny job that I have is to carry his name and that story, that, the story that I know of him around into the future and into other places and make that name ring out and make that story mean something. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Anyway, that's all I really got to say is, you know, fuck the police, and, and I hope everybody can get with all the, the drugs they need to uh, carry on with their pain issues, and, and and just, you know, everybody stick together, okay? We need we need all of us to stick together. Thank you. There's nothing that really makes this constant death feel any better. But at least we can feel not better together. That camaraderie, it's maybe the only thing that helps. And this may sound weird, but when we come together to mourn our dead, it's political. There's grief, but also anger and resolve. We don't shy away from naming those forces that have led to someone's early demise. Few people around here ever die purely of old age. There's always contributing factors. I think Vandu organizer Vince Tao says it best. It's really sad that in, in this war on drug users, in this war on the poor, that we have to keep doing these memorials, yeah. right? But this is at the heart of what Vandu does, yeah. right? We mourn, but we're also militants, right? And every time that we do this, it has to be a reminder of why we must continue why we must survive to continue the fight, yeah. right? And as Makita said, and as, as Garth said, you know, something that I've learned you know, from my apprenticeship with Bandu is that this is a place for people's redemption, right? No matter what your life was before, Bandu is a, a place where you can become who you're supposed to be. That's what Hugh taught me. It's not about the drugs. It's about the people, right? And becoming who you are supposed to be, that's the transformative work of movement making, of, of being a revolutionary, of being a radical, is making yourself new while you make the world new. And that's what we do every day here, and we have to remember that, right? And you know, people tell me this, Dave tells me this all the time, when people pass and ban you, you're always a member. You're always a member. We have a long, long list of members. And that's because for the revolutionary, death is not the end, right? We have to continue Greg's work. Yeah. We must, because we mourn the dead, but we fight for the living every single time, right? Every single time we mourn one of our past soldiers, one of our past warriors, our past leaders. Yeah. It's also a challenge to us to make sure there's not one more. Is that right, folks? Yeah. So we have to continue that work that Greg started, right? He started the work and we'll pick it up, right? And there's so many others, but we must always pick up that work, whether it's getting that safe supply the right way, right? Or it's fighting those fucking cops. We will continue that work. Is that right, folks? 
when one of ours passes, we say, we don't say rest in peace, we say rest in power! Right, folks? Greg Press! Rest in power! One more time, Greg Press! Crackdown is produced on Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh territories. If you like what we do, please consider donating at patreon.com slash crackdownpod. Special thanks to Brent Olson and Susan Boyd for taking time out to share their memories of Greg with us. Our editorial board is Simona Marsh, Shelda Castor, Jeff Loudon, Dean Wilson, Laura Shaber, Raya Jean, and rest in peace... Greg Frez, Dave Murray, and Sharice Kiwaden. This episode was conceptualized, written, and produced by Sam Fenn, Alexander Kim, Alex DeBoer, Liz McDonald, Jade Boyd, Lisa Hale, and me, Garth Mullins. Our academic director is Ryan McNeil, and sound design is by Alexander Kim. Original score written and performed by James Ash. Crackdown is funded in part by the Social Society... Crackdown, (laughs) I almost got through the whole credits. Fuck. (laughs) Crackdown is funded in part by the Social Sciences and Humanities Research Council of Canada. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and keep six. They want to say you 